0: Hi, listeners. It's Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to a special rebroadcast of Mind Your Mind Speaks. In a few minutes, you'll hear a conversation that I had with Julie Smith, co founder of the SAM Foundation. Julie and her family lost her brother to suicide. Since then, Out of their grief, they founded the SAM Foundation, which provides amazing trainings and partnership opportunities across the Southeast. Julie has been a great partner to the collaborative, bringing assist trainings, QPR, speaking about her personal journey with us, and sharing her personal story with our members at a general membership meeting. And this conversation becomes even more important as we look at the most recent data released by the CDC around suicide in America. We see that trend now, sadly, on an upward trend after a couple of years of decline. And we know how important the work is to increase the number of gatekeepers in our community so that we all understand the importance of building protective factors, warning signs, and the role that we can play around this. So sit back, take a listen, and then I challenge you to think about the role that you will play to reduce stigma around mental health and reduce suicide in our communities. Thank you. Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental health and well-being topics. Today, we are delighted to welcome Julie Smith of the SAM Foundation to our program. Julie, welcome, and please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners.
1: Hi, thank you, Irene. Um, Yes, my name is Julie Smith. I am from a small town in Alabama called Fort Payne, uh, but I've lived here in Georgia for about 20 years now, Um, now here in Alpharetta. I have three lovely daughters, and I do it all alone. So, And I have a a foundation called the Sam Foundation with my sister, Um, and that's what we do most of the time. We are working our foundation.
0: Wow. Three children, three daughters, nevertheless, um, and a a full-time job, because we all know nonprofit work is not just eight to five, is it? So my hat's off to you, Julie, for all that you do. So tell us a little bit about the Sam Foundation. I've been very fortunate to hear a little bit about the story and the incredible people behind it, but could you share that story with us?
1: Absolutely. Um, Yes, as you talk about nonprofit work, it uh, it is very difficult because we're a small staff and we all wear multiple hats even though we have a title that title encompasses many many things so um it's it is very interesting work that is for sure um but very rewarding um the sam was my um brother mine and my sister's brother and he died by suicide in 2002 um i was actually uh when he died i was actually in the hospital giving birth uh to my firstborn um i had i had already given birth to her though but uh and spoken to him that day and I, and his death, um, happened maybe around, um, you know, 10 hours or so later. Um, oh. so, so that was obviously very, very difficult, uh, being in that space and time of, uh, you know, just giving birth and had even spoken to him that day of giving him the, the, um, you know, measurements or I forget what all that's called, if she's 19 sure. and, um <laughs> the, yeah. her inches and her weight and all of that good stuff and her name and he had actually jotted it all down and um but uh on that same piece of paper he um wrote goodbye um cool. to everyone later that evening and my mom was in the room with me so of course you know uh it's it's just a very traumatic and awful thing, tragedy, of course, suicide that happens to a family. And unfortunately we had to live through that. Um, it took us quite a while really before, um, you know, we could wrap our heads around what happened to us as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and I were both, you know, in the middle of having and raising little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe there was a bit of shock and, and you know, involved for for quite a while. Um, and when we were finally able or in a place where we thought we could do something about this tragedy, um, it was actually several, several years later. And I honestly don't believe I ever grieved and really understood anything about suicide, about my brother's death, uh, about um, our, our, the tragedy that happened to our family. I didn't understand it. And and fully process it and grieve it until we started the foundation. Mm. So um, and I, you know and I'm I'm very much a person that's you know um, just intuitively and in just on my own outside of my work a person who wants to heal and has always been on that journey of making sure I do my personal work to heal based on whatever has happened to me in life in general, or childhood or adulthood. It, and you can never, sometimes it, you know, it just comes at you and you can't avoid it. And so it's always been very important to me to, to do that. So um, the foundation was a part of that. It was mm-hmm. a part of, um, of not getting lost in the, in the sorrow of uh, his death and, and what it did to our family and, and instead trying to prevent it in others, other families, um, it is a, it is a way, a true way of, of grieving, honestly, after yeah. working with my therapist for, for a while, it's, it's, you can, you can go two ways, you can, you could either get lost in it and mm-hmm. maybe truly not recover, or you could do things like we do um and and it doesn't just have to be in this situation like you know by giving back in a in a or with an organization but that is what that represents to us it's it's a a grieving process that is um that where we walk through it but yet we're giving back at the same time like that's how we can handle this tragedy is by knowing that we are helping others Others, uh prevent it and and theirs at least hopefully and and we and we decided to do that after much research and when we began to uh, formed the foundation, we realized that um, the problem had gotten much, much worse, that there, mm-hmm. you know, nothing was, the statistics weren't changing, there weren't, um, there were, you know, the, they kept the statistics worse, you know, it was one every 18 minutes, and it was one every 13 minutes, and it was, now it's one every 11 minutes, wow. so um, we knew we had a lot of work to do, and, mm-hmm. um, so we started doing all of that research and realizing that education was the piece where we felt we could give back and where we could get involved in the communities by providing Mm -hmm. vital, sorry, crisis intervention training and um, prevention trainings as well um, into our communities and attempt to do that at a very low cost, if not Mm -hmm. no cost. So that is is what we do. That is how and why we Began and and also Sam, you know, it's his name, of course, but mm-hmm. I also wanted it to um, re- reflect uh, the community that what we do, the community of uh, pre- uh, suicide prevention, and so we came up with suicide awareness means dot 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 hope. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what we came
0: up with. Ah, excellent. So is it fair to say, Julie, that the Sam Foundation? raises awareness of suicide, but perhaps more importantly, prevents it by offering these educational and awareness opportunities to the public.
1: Absolutely. Now, of course, we're giving you a very small snippet of what we do because, yes, we we want to, um, and most importantly, raise awareness so that the stigma of mental illness and suicide, just speaking the word suicide, becomes more comfortable um Mm -hmm. and the conversation is more attainable by all community members and and it's it's there's just removing that stigma It's it's a big part of what we do by um all of our events i mean we have two walks coming up soon and we work in Alabama as well and and in Alabama we have two uh, community members in different areas of Alabama even one in Birmingham and one in uh, um, our hometown of Fort Payne where they're just doing awareness walks where they have decided to um do this for us it's a way for us to also uh raise awareness for our foundation and raise funds but also um you know, why I love how AFSP does uh, out of names, their walks out of darkness is because Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we're coming, coming out of the darkness to, to speak about what, what society has deemed unspeakable. So, um, so that we are absolutely about awareness as well as, as education, but education in, in um, different areas, you know, like crisis intervention is, is very different than, then prevention, and and then we also have what we've actually just started bringing off post as well, where where postvention can become prevention, because um, handling um, the aftermath of a suicide is very important. You know, making sure we are handling it properly, and 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 we're still all learning this. You know, this mm-hmm. is a new program that we just learned through the state, through the state of Georgia, through um, Department of uh, DBHDD. Uh, with Mm -hmm. Erin Conway our our suicide specialist of um, Georgia so we the SAM Foundation also participated in um, a postvention class so that we can also provide that training to um, members of the community or or organizations really that would be interested in our postvention sponsored through the state and of the SAM Foundation too as well.
0: Okay so so wow a lot How many people would you say the SAM Foundation touched in uh, last year, in 2021, through your trainings? Um, And I know, like so many other organizations, right, you had to figure out how to provide things virtually. And there's probably um, a mixture of virtual and in-person events at this point in time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, it's probably easier to say who we've reached overall because we were just looking at that not too long ago and how, you know, one year we probably had like uh, pre-COVID that uh, 2019, we've reached probably 2,000 people wow. in in wow. our trainings. Mm-hmm. Now that has significantly reduced, but that was, um, we were doing a lot of, you know, big, um, big trainings for QPR where we would have, mm-hmm. a, you know, a large number of attendants. Uh, um, so but this past year, you know, we've probably reached at least by, you know, 300 at this point up until now. Um, um, but it did drop off quite a bit, but we've, in general, it's been around 6,000 people though, in the past five years that we have reached in one way or another, um, through some, an awareness event or an educational training.
0: Ah, excellent. Wow. Thank you for the work, man. So important. Oh,
1: you're, Uh, And one very important note to, to that as well, is that we truly reach or attempt to reach every member of the community. So Mm -hmm. not um, just one population. We want to reach the average community member Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, just moms and dads and um, coaches and and whomever, like hairstylists, bartenders, like whomever is willing to be educated on this important topic, as well as. Uh, first responders, school counselors, uh, police officers, nurses, um, that those level of, of professionals in the community and then up to uh, mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to me to to provide that mental health professional training and and since we started um, you know about five years ago, we at the time, um, about fifty percent of mental health professionals were not comfortable taking a suicidal individual. So, um, you know, in that time in suicide prevention, you know, we're we're training and we're we're teaching you how to crisis intervene, but yet we we're, we're realizing that at this, the part big part of that process is referral. So, once we get to that referral process, if we can't find competent uh professionals that are you know they just would take them off you know send them somewhere else and we were like this is a this is a big issue and and that only 50 percent are comfortable taking a suicidal individual so we work with Tony uh Watson and he was, uh, works with zero suicide he's a master trainer in um all of these you actually met him and he did, yes. he did the assist training for cop he's excellent. So he's the one who um, introduced us to AMSR uh, assessing and managing suicide risk in patients. They have like four different uh, levels of training now for that and um, and making it just a real goal, a real priority to reach our mental health professionals across the board. We're talking inpatient and outpatient, uh, substance abuse, as well as support staff. So those, those trainings are really important to me, and they're now required. This just, just occurred in this past um, year when it comes to mental health professionals being required in the state of Georgia, and that, okay. of course, every state is different, so it yeah. depends on where you are, but now we are uh, required to have some um, training, the mental health professionals, which is excellent. Um,
0: so absolutely. Uh, an excellent move forward. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, Julie, you mentioned in terms of all the different types of folks that you're trying to reach, and I mean, really it's anyone who serves people, right? In some capacity, um, which is just about everybody, but you mentioned um, parents, caregivers, coaches, community coaches, and I'd like to, this is a common question that I receive from people when should I be concerned about a loved one in my life, whether that's a child, um, a, a spouse, a, a parent, another family member? And you probably get that question a lot too, Julie.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's it's a big part of what we cover in our training. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a huge part of it, which is why it's so important that everyone um, get trained in some way or another. So we all know our loved ones the, the best, even, even if it's um, someone you don't know super well, once you're trained in these uh, very important trainings, you would be able to learn when you need to be concerned. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: if it's someone that, you know, then I would say that you're going to realize when behavior is starting to change. Um, And then you have to look at if behavior is starting to change, then you look at it and look at it as a, with a holistic view of their entire life, What what's going on with them? Is it just, you know, an isolated incident of stress and, you know, something going on in their life, or is it compounded with multiple factors of risk factors that, you know, are, are going on in their life, mm-hmm. um, you know, such as major, major changes in their life, maybe a financial crisis, maybe Maybe they're in in trouble with the you know legally somehow. Maybe they're going mm-hmm. through a divorce. maybe they've had a death in the family, especially by suicide. Like um, all of these are going to be uh, risk factors, some clues, some warnings that you need to look at and and um, and evaluate if 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 things look different right now and I need to step in and truly ask the question, are you suicidal? Mm-hmm. um and again we go in, we go into great depth even as even in something as simple as qpr which is our very simple basic training of suicide of crisis suicide intervention um you will learn a lot of a lot of this information learn these warning signs and these risk factors as to when i should actually uh intervene mm-hmm. and, and then i always 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 say uh, when in doubt uh, go go for it Uh, like over ask the the question like yeah even if like if in and I I would even say if you're asking when should I uh because you're already concerned then you already you already should you know you should you should yeah you should already be talking about it and and honestly if we are all talking about it in our families and in our just regular conversations at dinners and with, with lunches about mental health, about suicide, about um, these things, then um, then they, it, it will be easier to intervene because I, I, I truly believe that uh, we will have less people get to the crisis. That will mm-hmm. be because the, the point is, is is talking about things earlier so that you are um, don't get to the point of, of a crisis. And when we are uh, more comfortable talking about mental health and mental health issues and the stress in our lives and the, and, and the suicidal thoughts I might be having, um, then there is no crisis. You know, there's, right. you're, you're, a, you're able to take care of things yes. before that ever gets there. You know, enter right. counseling sooner and, and addressing things way sooner when we just, that's the whole point of the awareness and getting rid of the stigma is, is that we can avoid right ever having to ask the question
0: mm-hmm. absolutely does just that like does just, that help yeah, i mean i could definitely I, no i think that's great you know I'm, and but, I'm thinking well just well just like we scan ourselves for our physical um you know do um i'm not feeling well well do i have a fever um you know other things like that um we need to be doing that same sort of work in our mental, with our mental health too, right?
1: Absolutely. And I've also been so pleased to see in the past few years that at um, your primary care physician, even, you hope a lot of them, and hopefully everyone who's listening, theirs are doing it as well. But a lot now days are doing a, a screening like when you yes. come in they're not just doing a physical screening they're doing a mental health screening of of you're checking off the box how have you you know been depressed lately or you know I can't exactly remember exactly how they're asking but the yeah. questions but mm-hmm. um but they're they're doing a mental health screening now in these uh primary care visits because truly um and this is something else you will learn that uh, in our trainings that a a suicidal individual or someone who is experiencing suicidal ideation or even having communication, suicidal communication, they have, um, those who have completed suicide have generally about 80% of them have gone to see their primary care physician or a counselor or someone about 60 days prior to their, um, to them completing suicide. So we know that. And so that's why certain certain, uh, measures can be taken and they have started to to be taken, such as a mental health screening in the in primary care physicians' offices Mm -hmm. when you come in. Right. So these are
0: these are great progresses that we're all making. Absolutely. Um I have a 19 year old son and I recall when I before he drove um and would go to his annual um visit with the pediatrician, you know, there was that gold sheet that was a mental health screening, and, you know, I would kind of look over his shoulder as he was filling it out, but you're right, Julia would talk about depression, um, your friend circle, do you have people that you can go to, um, you know, family members or teachers and those other sorts of things, and it's, it's so good, I think, that the um, the healthcare industry is looking at that and not just like, you know, okay, this teenager is presenting himself and he's going to need these two booster shots in order to be able to go to college or whatever, but really looking at the whole person. So,
1: yes, absolutely. absolutely. And we're doing that in Georgia as well. I know we passed the HB uh, th- 13 bill.
0: 1013,
1: 10, yes. 1013, yes. And that um, will hopefully help us. Uh, also treat mental health uh, uh, with the with that parity is yes. Uh, yes yeah so we are making lots of progress and I'm yes. I am I am thrilled but um I do one thing I always say is why I'm so exhausted is because until we until we have a a St Jude's for mental health mm. I I I really won't think we are done you I'm know done. like that. Yeah yeah that's that to me is and i and i put it out there i'm putting it out there all the time just like right now saying mm-hmm, it and putting it mm-hmm. out there because it can't happen with our little organization it has to happen with with several on board with several several people dedicated to um, something that important because i i think it would be astronomically uh, huge if every person that's going through some sort of mental health crisis can just walk into the facility and know they're going to get the best treatment yes. and they're going to be taken care of and their family's going to be taken care of and no one has to worry about it because the one of the biggest stresses of of uh, in challenges of mental health is, is the treatment
0: mm-hmm. yes absolutely well it's obvious why you have so much going on because um all that the Sam Foundation is doing, Julie, and again, thank you for this important work. How can people find out about your foundation and the offerings that you have both virtually and in person?
1: Well, our website, of course, would be the best place to go in order to do all the things to, to to join our newsletter so that you can be up to date on um when our trainings come out just through your email of
0: mm-hmm. course our
1: social media is, is on there as well so that you can join that and be up to date uh, another way for our events and um trainings through our social media um, as well and, and our and our foundation is i mean our website is uh samfound.org s-a-m-f-o-u-n-d.org um so just on there is a wealth of knowledge. We have our, our resources, just even just information about suicide, information about us and our foundation. And then um, the different edu- uh, educational trainings that we provide um, would Excellent. be the best. Yeah, I would Thank definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: And then you are working so hard in Georgia and your sister is working as hard in Alabama, correct?
1: Yes, yes. we. She She lives there and tackles that. We've actually um had a lot of work to do in Alabama and are pretty integral as well in their in the creation of the suicide prevention network of Alabama. Okay. Um, there wasn't a lot going on there. Um, still still struggle, but we we're in like I said, we've been a big part of lobbying and advocating for um change there comes the funding. And we it was working out of, of one grant, the Garrett Lee Smith grant, which actually, you know, is here as well, but um, they had a, uh, Alabama had a portion of that, and it has, is gone and, and there's like literally no uh, suicide prevention funding funding in Alabama. Wow. Um, so it's, it's constantly. You know, there's just again, just a lot of work to do now. Now with yes. the new COVID funds and everything, I haven't got an update on what's happening there. But 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 there is a lot of you know we we do have a great representative there too that's put like four uh, mobile crisis units throughout the state. So mm-hmm. so there there is movement going in the right direction. Um, but I, I do say that Georgia is it's doing well um, just mm-hmm. based on what I I know from other states um oh, okay. we modeled it we modeled it actually after tennessee and a little bit of georgia they have a great uh, suicide prevention network um there as well dividing the state up into regions and working together and we kind of do that here in georgia as well
0: yeah absolutely wonderful well julie as our time together draws to a close is there something that i didn't ask you that i should have or that you want to share with our listeners
1: Oh, goodness. No, I like to be asked questions. Um,
0: but <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but this is I a no-stress environment.
1: <laughs> but I do love to just always uh, share love and hope and hope that everyone is loving each other and, and you know, having open communication and having your person um, to always go to. I just... And knowing that we're always here as well, uh, if you ever need anything, um, my, all of our information is on our website. I mean, people call me and text me all the time. I would love to come. And if you ever um, have an awful tragedy happen, I, I would please call me because I, I would love to sit with you and hold your hand and let you know that um, although you'll never be the same again, um, the sun will come up tomorrow Mm. and you will get through it one day at a time. Mm. It still, it still affects me. Yeah. um,
0: I, I can only imagine truly. So, well, thank you. And thank you to your sister. And with all that you both have going on, um, I hope both of you practice some self-care and do what you need to do to take care of yourselves as you are constantly taking care of others. And I must admit I I will share this before I close us out. I looked at the clock and realized that during our time together Julie we have probably lost two people to suicide in our time together which is very sobering, right? So
1: it, it's heartbreaking. It it's it, honestly you can't um do that that often because I I it's, it's heartbreaking. But when you yeah. said that about the, to the self-care, I actually just had acupuncture a few, a uh, couple hours ago. It is okay. very important. It is very much an intentional uh, process in order for me to survive. And I do, uh, that's another thing I hope everyone is doing as well to stop and breathe and, and realize it, I, there's so many times so many people are suffering um, when they're going through so many traumatic and horrible things sometimes it's, you got to get through the next 30 seconds. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and that's, and that's okay. Right. So it's okay.
0: And then you can say, yeah. you know what, I made it through that. Now I'm going to try to make it through the afternoon. And then you mm-hmm. know, that, that, that's my mm-hmm. goal for today. So, well, yeah,
1: absolutely. There's been times where I was like 30 minutes at a time yeah. where yeah. and I, and and I, and that was, and that was, that's how I and got that's through all it.
0: You, yeah. So, yep. um, Julie Smith, listeners with the SAM Foundation, doing amazing work. We will drop the website in the show notes and share some other great information. Julie, thank you so much for spending time with us today, and thank you for what you do here in Georgia Um, very much.
1: Well, Irene, thank you so much. And thank you for what you do here in Georgia with Cobb Collaborative. It is just as important and vital. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for partnering with us. It's, it's, it's crucial.
0: Thank you. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. And to be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind Speaks podcast. Also, we ask that you leave us a review on Apple. Until next time, remember there is no health without mental health. Please mind your mind and keep an eye on the loved ones in your lives.